Welcome, Sacramento, to your State of the Republic podcast. My name is Luis, and today I'm joined by our podcast mom, Sharon, and Jared, live from OKC. First, let's go to our traveling co-host tonight, Jared. How's it going, man? How's OKC treating you? So far, it's uh, going pretty good. I got in yesterday, uh, ate a pretty good dinner, and I think that kind of helped with uh, watching the Republic FC match last night. And and as Danny will probably be uh, noticing as well, it's an even better weekend because our New York Jets finally won. So, so far, this has been a very protective trip out here in Oklahoma City. Oh, that's that's great, man. I, there's nothing better than getting two wins from your favorite teams, especially when they haven't won in a while. Like, as we all know, Sacramento also was in that same boat. <laughs> and, and much needed wins, of course, there too. Uh, well, uh, by any chance, are you going to visit BJEV? And I, I know you're also in BJEV land, as, as people like to say it. <laughs> Yeah, I, I know that match is actually going to be starting in a couple of hours, but I, it doesn't look like I'm going to be able to make it uh, because uh, I'm technically out here with uh, uh, my mom and my aunt. Uh, they actually flew in a couple of days earlier from from Sacramento. So with, with uh, family commitments, uh, looks like I'll just have to watch the match or uh, catch some of the highlights. Yeah, maybe BJF can maybe see you for some lunch or dinner while you're out there too. Maybe we can get that coordinated. And uh, you know. Well, I mean, if he's doing anything on Saturday. Well, we'll have to check the, the schedule and see if uh, there's anything Wait, going on. And you're here for a whole week? You're there for a whole week? Yeah, I'm actually uh, working out of the Oklahoma City office for a week. Uh, I actually go out there tomorrow, you know, work there to, until Friday, and then I fly out next Sunday afternoon. Dude, that's so cool that, you know, you and you're going to be where you get free breakfast and then you get cocktails in the evening. Well, not really cocktails, but, you know, you get a a wine wine bar in the evening or beer, right? Well, I mean, for a couple of days, uh, my uh, my, uh, mom and aunt are going to be flying back out uh, Tuesday mornings, but uh, I could probably squeeze in another breakfast here uh, at least tomorrow. (laughs) There you go. There you go. Perfect. Well, enjoy your work week there. And, you know, during the week, um, Bijev and, and Laney are always looking for something to do, um, you know, and, and to know that you're in town. And if they're in town, it'd be really cool for you guys just to at least catch up for coffee or something like that. Cause they're, you know, they, I know Laney loves her coffee. Yeah. Well, if anything, since uh, Scott Bradford uh, kind of ha- has the hookup, man, maybe you can probably relay a message for me. <laughs> Yeah. Hey. Oh, we got the hookup too actually yeah i yeah. can actually just call him right well, now if that's, I that's, yeah, that's I true can, that's I true can text either one of them and say hey one of your number one fans jared is in town so yeah one of the number one because they have a bunch of number one fans now. Get, get your hair ready though you know you have to yeah yeah i know and... <laughs> well i know i mean with, with as long as my hair is i mean it'd probably be kind of higher than his but uh <laughs> <laughs> oh, besides i need good. to get a trim anyway Hey, well, it was nice doing a shout out for for Bijev over there in OKC, and nice to know you're you're safe and sound there, and you made your trip okay, and and that you'll be back in town next Sunday, and hopefully we'll have something really wonderful to report on after Wednesday and after sun uh, after next Saturday night. So you know we just got our fingers crossed for this upcoming run of games that we've got going on, but um, you know it, it was interesting. And Luis, I'll let you know how I'm doing. Everything is is going good. It was a very high yesterday being in the in the stadium. It was incredibly high. Fans did not want to leave. They went back out into the parking mm-hmm. lot. I mean, I was out there for a wee bit catching up on a couple things. And by the time I left, there were still fans out there. And you could tell that the 
police, you know, Calixpo police are trying to get people to just go home, you know? <laughs> so everyone was on pretty much a high. It was really hard clearing the stadium last night. I could tell it was really, really hard to get everybody yeah. to just go home um, and, and, and leave. And that's how Republic fans are. We do not, we love to hang out after a win and just relish, you know, and re- revel in the, in the winnings. And it was, it was really, really sweet, but talking with Justin Dubois, who is, you know, the head of the box office and tickets um, we were talking and I said, well, at least the Republic one, cause he and I are kind of man, U fans. And he goes, he goes, this is driving me nuts. Whenever man, U wins, I know the Republic is going to lose. Cause that's the track record that has been when with man, U. and then he goes, and then man, U lost. So I expected Sac Republic to win. So he wasn't surprised when we pulled out a win. I just thought that was really funny. And Justin Dubois, not that I want Man U to keep losing, but at the expense of Sac Republic, I kind of, you know, I'd be, I'd be down with it. Yeah, if that's how it is, then please <laughs> keep losing. Keep if they need to be relegated, be relegated. I'm sorry for any Man U fans out there. <laughs> I'm a Man U fan. I it's just like apology. It's just like with Evan Reem, how he mentioned, maybe I should stay home the rest of the season in regard to him staying home. Republic yes. wins. Like, I will door dash you some Japanese street food if that means keeping your butt at home. <laughs> Even Luis said that. And yeah. I told Luis, he, Luis, he's on a home game ban. He cannot come back. <laughs> yeah, for, for real. That's that's how I felt. And, and I'm just like, ah. <laughs> uh. Man, because I'm trying to think about all the games that I've been to this season. <laughs> I don't recall a win. I might be wrong. Maybe there was one that was a win. No, but... there was a tie when we went to Las Positas. There was a tie. Remember the when you drove to Las Positas because you worked right there? It yeah. was a tie, but it wasn't a win. You're right. There was no win. Yeah, we were close to losing, in fact, too. That was... <laughs> Don't worry, I haven't had much success this year either. I mean, the only game we won was uh, against Las Vegas, the ones that I've gone to. And then, of course, the uh, f- our first game in Oakland, I mean, it was a win for us fans, but not necessarily for anybody on the field. There you go. So, Oh, and Phoenix, and the tie against Phoenix. So that's right. But, you know, that's when we came up with all the tie jokes, you know, Men's Warehouse mm-hmm. um, <laughs> and Jordan Abanks, which, you know, I cannot forget all of that. But speaking of... Las Vegas, man, they did us a huge solid last night, didn't they? Anyhow, we should talk about our own game. But, I mean, there's just so much you can say about how marvelous it was to get three goals. And, you know, yeah, they came, they they scored a, a cracker of a goal, you know, on a free kick. And by the young, one of the youngest players on their squad. But some other teams did us a pretty good favor last night. So happy about that. Yes, Absolutely. Happy for San Diego being San Diego. Happy for Las Vegas with an ejected player tying Oakland Roots 2-2, which basically sets us up to look like we could possibly do some damage this coming Wednesday. And uh, yeah, so it's looking really positive. Yeah, considering uh, Las Vegas actually did it at Laney College too, right? It wasn't even (laughs) in Las Vegas. That's why we were like, oh. Lights, they, you did they, something crazy. Well, they're used to the tiny, crappy field. So, you know, Las Vegas <laughs> didn't, you know, it was an upgrade turf-wise, but size-wise, it was still postage stamped. So, I mean, they're those guys are used to it. Oh, Laney, they did it at Laney, not at, um, sorry, I thought. Not a, not a Cashman. Yeah, I was going to, no, no, no. I was thinking Las Positas, um, you know, because who knows where the roots play from week to week. It's hard <laughs> to keep track. Um, 
Yeah, so I, I was thinking Las Positas might. I screwed up. <laughs> <laughs> well, it could it could be worse. I mean, Las Vegas uh, Lights FC, as we know, are used to playing in smoke. Um, this probably just would have been a different kind of smoke. <laughs> oh, that was a good one. Yeah. <laughs> Don't bogart that joint, my friend. <laughs> Do you guys even know that song? Pass it over to me. I think it's Willie Nelson. To, to be honest, uh, I haven't heard that. Uh, so, I mean, I, I know I'm in my, in my, in my early 40s, but uh, I don't know. I, I haven't really heard a lot of Willie Nelson compared to more Johnny Cash. So, but that's oh. just me. What's next, Louise? Where are we going? You're doing good. You, you, you went out to brunch. This is Sunday afternoon recording and you went out to brunch with the folks. So that must have been a really nice time. Hopefully they treated you because your birthday's tomorrow. Happy birthday! Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That's right. You are. I remember when you turned 29 and you only had a, a one year left. So you're headed into the, oh. Oh my, I don't even remember my 30s hardly. Well, I mean, I, I remember them not for those weird related situations, but it was so long ago for me. And oh, my God, to think that you're just heading into them. Oh, oh. Luis is headed to the dirty 30. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's what's going on. And if Tacoma wouldn't have scored yesterday, I would have been a perfect result of 3-0 before my 3-0. Uh, right yeah. it's like ah oh, they had a score <laughs> but uh but it was a great birthday present i gotta say from the republic i was really happy to see the match to see the attitude of the players the goals were really great as well and it's it's just a shame that i didn't go i was close to going but <laughs> you know ended up not being able to go i i went to go visit my uh, grandfather which i am actually going to be taking him to an upcoming match uh i might be on the 30th so uh, fingers crossed that it works out great and he's able to go. But I was talking to him about going to a game. So one more person I get to take to a Republic game. So hopefully it works out for him. But nice. yeah, uh, other than that, I mean, it really helps us out a lot. It, it was a must win, as we mentioned before, with uh, any games against Tacoma. You know, we are uh, six points out of the nine points that I had actually mentioned, right? When we had those three remaining games against them. So we just need three more points against them. So that way we level up in matches played and they won't be able to catch us up uh, at that point. So still really important that we beat them the next time. But yesterday was a really great first step towards being able to accomplish that. So let's go ahead then and take a look at some of the highlights here that we had in the match. So early on in the match, Mr. Cameron Iwasa, who I asked coach, please... <laughs> have him in the starting 11 please give him an opportunity because he he shouldn't be a player that comes in from the bench i mean this guy is our legendary all-time high goal scorer you need to have him on the pitch he's scored already a couple of goals before this in the season and i was really happy to see him out of everyone really be in the score sheet and not just that right but just like sharon mentions him a lot right like he he pounds like a panther right i believe that's how sharon describes him and he did He's it here. A panther yep man's a panther and he it was a toe poke but the best part of this whole play was duke lacroix megging his defender look at this watch duke mega boop just like that and when we <laughs> used to play pickup we used to give two points for a meg 
and we had the best fun. And minute the whole crowd saw the Meg, man, we were just like on it. It was like you should never have your legs that wide open and in a in a stance. Look at that. He had <laughs> he was like a croquet game, easy peasy lemon squeezy right through the the wickets, right like that. And you know the guys are going to talk about that for quite some time. That Megger. And so Duke, if you're listening, that was brilliant way to get the guy to open up and <laughs> right to Cameron, right through the wickets. We saw that because we were sitting in 106 and we saw that it was like, oh my God, did you see that Meg? Yeah, it was the best. And then Cam, of course, all he had to do was just make it through like a panther. He just muscled through and then toe poke, boom, right in the corner, right-hand corner. Goalie's looking around his defenders like, what'd you guys do? It's like, he, <laughs> we were watching the dude get Megged on our side. <laughs> <laughs> it's clear to see Duke was in a baking mode. I mean, he had the cinnamon, he had the sugar, but he was missing something. Bam, hit, and we need nutmeg. So nutmeg. He, he just brought a whole bag full of that with, with that play, getting it into uh, over to Mr. Goat Salsa himself, uh, Kamiwasa. He just he just fights through his defenders and just chaps it right, right where it needed gets us our first goal. <laughs> oh my gosh. I can see a meme coming up for Duke LaCroix with respect to <laughs> he was baking. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. So very good. Excellent. First goal way to get on the score sheet. Crowd went wild. It was incredible. The noise in the stadium. And it was funny when I left, I was talking to somebody, you know, who works for the Republican. It's like, God, it felt like there was tons of people there. And they're like, it was kind of average. It was like, well, it was super loud. <laughs> yeah, because I think, I mean, this goal hit differently, right? Last time we had scored a goal was back in that smoky match against San Diego on August 28th, right? So we had lost two games at home, San Antonio 1-0, Los Dos 2-0. So I mean, it had been over a month since we'd seen a goal at Hartel Park, right? A goal for us. So I, I'm really glad that we got it early on because everyone deserved to see something and celebrate just something. <laughs> um, especially, again, like I said before, a goal by, uh, you know, Mr. Cameron Iwasa himself and adding one more to his historic record and, and just making sure he he sets the bar up high for anyone who dares to get close to, to his mark too but yeah yeah i also got to say duke did do really an amazing thing and not just that right but you have to have the vision when you are actually in that uh play right because he looked at the defender the defender i don't even know why the guy had his legs out like that because <laughs> you're, you're asking for it like you're just telling them like hey you want to pass it <laughs> you got enough space there right <laughs> So, I mean, well thought yeah. out by Duke. Duke right away, right? He saw it. He's like, oh, I got my opportunity to pass it. There's some space there. And and he did it. And Cameron yep. did what he yep. does best. Yep. Mr. Panther. It's clear that the fender has never played basketball because even in basketball, you do not leave your legs that wide open. Otherwise, you get nutmegged that way as well on the basketball court, yep. just yeah. like we saw here. Yeah. So I guess this is Cam's seventh goal of the season, from what I, I recall. Anyhow, let's move Correct. on and, 
and and look at the the next goal by us, which made us feel super comfortable and super confident and all those pink flags because it's breast cancer awareness month. And um, and so everybody was given those little pink towels. There's a ton of us that had them, even though they said first 2000 fans that looked like the whole stadium. Maybe there's only 2000 fans there, but it sure looked <laughs> like the whole stadium had those little pink towels. And so this was also this goal that you're going to show here in a second is also phenomenal. Keep going. Especially the person who scored it, right? Yes. Going back to our conversation with yes. Emil Cuello and playing for the crest. When I saw him there, I was like, thank you. Thank you. He, he, uh, he deserved it. <laughs> yeah. Well, he listened to us when we came through at the Fan Fest last weekend, you know, to because uh, we, we basically said, you got to play for this. We, when, you know, we're pointing to our chest where the crest would be. It's like, we want to see you playing for that. You know, we, we got the better end of the trade or the loan. And he said, that just fires me up. And that makes me want to play harder for the crest for you, for the fans. And look what he did. Yeah. And, and what a great pass by Mr. New Car Smell, Malik Foster. <laughs> right? like he, he put him in a perfect opportunity. Like Emil saw it there. Luckily, the Tacoma player just like tackled there and he, he missed him. And he was on a perfect one-on-one opportunity where you have to make sure that you define it. And man, what a great finish. Uh, right to the corner. Yep. And that keeper, though, he was actually coming out to go make a save because he thought Emil was going to dribble more. And he didn't. He just basically said, oh, keepers in no man's land. I'll bend it. And he just bent it right around the keeper because actually you could tell that the keeper was on the on the trajectory um, because he thought he was the dude. Uh, Emil was going to dribble a little bit more. So he had come out. Yeah, granted, the whole philosophy on goalkeeping is when you when it's one v one, you know, the attacker and you you make yourself big. And he did do that, and you know, but he just didn't do it well enough <laughs> um, because we scored, and we're happy about that. And the crowd went wild. So you guys said you could hear the crowd when you were watching yes. the game, correct? Yes. Yes. Um, in, in fact, uh, while I was watching on ESPN Plus here in Oklahoma City, uh, there were a couple uh, corner kicks uh, later in the goal. I mean, it, it sounded like it was like a much, much longer stadium because, I mean, you could hear the home crowd. The uh, camera was actually shaking a bit. It's so, so I knew it, folks were finally bringing the noise. I mean, I could hear the stomping on, on the seats for the first time in I don't know how long. I mean, that's that's how big it was. Sacramento, they've gotten really smart about putting cues on the big on the jumbotron to do things. Um, and it's better now. I mean, literally, we all looked at the jumbotron because it was flashing at us. We all look up there and it was like flashing, stomp your feet, you know. So we're all like, Oh, okay, we'll do what we're told. You know, we can do this, but we can't wear masks. Sorry, do what we're told. Um, yeah, we'll stomp our feet. Oh, yeah, I, I agree. I'm glad you mentioned that because I, I did actually notice that. I think it was in, in the last game, and I don't think they've ever done that before. I might be wrong, but I don't think this season I've seen it. Done. It feels it feels kind of new. I don't know. Maybe they had done it before, but maybe they use a different graphic now where it really catches our eyes. Yeah, yeah. because it's flashy too, right? It's like, yeah. oh, wait, what, what's flashing over there? And it, yeah. it's good. It's good. I think next thing they need to do is maybe put – Put some TVB chants on there, right? Karaoke style, and oh, have everyone that just would... read it. What a great idea! Why don't you send that in? Yeah, hey Connor, if you're here, well, you're probably listening to us right now. There's Connor, an idea, Connor. That's a really brilliant idea to put some 
yeah, some words of the chants, especially especially if you know, if you can hear the chants, like vamos, vamos Republic, you know, those words, that would be great to get the whole crowd involved, you know, or or if we're going to, some guy tried to get us to start the wave and it was pretty meager, wow. but um, we didn't do it because it, something happened right away and <laughs> humans have a short attention span. So, yeah, That's we didn't get the wave going, but it would be all that stuff. Good idea. Yeah. Okay, so this goal was great, and then they scored a goal, which made us all freaked out. Oh, yeah, but luckily this goal came through. I mean, this was a really important goal in the grand scheme of things when we look at all the results and whatnot. Uh, Emil gets another highlight for his highlight reel, and if he's planning on going to Europe, this is one play that is definitely going to catch any club he goes to, and, you know, we convince them that, like, oh, wait, this guy's good with one-on-ones, because that's that that's the main thing, right? That's one thing that teams look for is who can do great under one-on-one situations and not one that is going to just flop the minute he has a one-on-one chance. So uh, like you said, we, we didn't have that much time to celebrate the second goal, unfortunately, because they came back at us uh, about like five, six minutes later in the 72nd minute and they get a free kick. And like you said, Sharon, right? One of their youngest players scores an almost impossible goal to stop yeah saldana could not do anything about it i mean he he got it Uh, carlos had to only make two saves prior you know to this play i swear to god because our defense was really really good maybe he had more than two saves but yeah there was nothing he could have done he was blinded by the wall because the dude did it right over the top of the wall and it dipped so the the wall of course couldn't get any higher but that's that's a tough one for the keeper to save because it, it it is coming up and over the wall and you can't always see it. But he did his best. And I, you know, the confidence that we have in this kid, he's 24 years old. He's had some experience playing in, the, you know, in Mexico and locally. It, we're pretty high on him. So we let this one go. This wouldn't been so hard to save anybody because it. Yeah. He would have had to been seven foot something to do something about this, but but even then he probably may not have been able to do anything. I mean, that was just a, a solid kick uh, from, uh, from the Tacoma, but uh, still, I mean, overall, as far as uh, Saldana's uh, performance uh, throughout this entire night, if, if that's the worst thing to happen, we, we let one goal go. I mean, you know, that, I'll, I'll take that, especially given the fact that we would end up getting several goals uh, throughout the match. He's been he's made some spectacular saves throughout the night. I mean, admittedly, when the match first started, not hearing uh, hearing that uh, Rafa uh, Rafa wasn't uh, starting, I was a little bit concerned, of course. But the fact that he that uh, Carlos put on a night like this, I mean, I'm more than happy. I, I'm I'm confident that now we actually have a one two punch. Uh, uh, goalkeeper uh, tandem once again. I mean, we're, whereas we've pretty much had to rely on one or the other. Me, but uh, I, I, I like this uh, uh, goal uh, goalie duo that we have right now. So, yep, this is great. Yep, um, you know, and to play with the the under twenty um, Deportivo Guadalajara and also um, the second team for um, Guadalajara. You know, and and then um, to partic- Leon, what is that? Yeah, Tepatitlan. Yeah, they're 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 in basically Mexico's second division league. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it it looks like he's he's had quite a bit of of experience. So 
kind of nice to know that he's he's been playing. But at the end of the day, you know, he's had some really good training, obviously. And we got him. And last night, he kind of showed what he was about. Plus, after the game was over, during, during his uh, interview, he reeked confidence. I mean, not just as a win, but just as a human. And apparently, he, according to the announcers who know the inside scoop on him, he's been very well received by the squad. And he's actually brought a, a different kind of like happy and joy. You know, he plays with joy, not fear and not, you know, he just, he's playing, he's doing his job and he's loving it. So that, that was nice to hear the announcer say that because I did end up listening to them. Yeah. And, and I'm glad it's a goalkeeper that has some international experience and Guadalajara has actually produced some really amazing goalkeepers just, you know, and just in general, um, not just in Chivas, I'm just speaking in the clubs in, in the city. And so, you know, the guys got a good experience just for that reason, because they have good coaching staff. They, they have, you know, past goalkeepers who, you know, teach you different things, right? When you're, I think when you're being a goalkeeper and you're going out to Mexico, there's a lot of things that you learn from that versus just doing your goalkeeping experience here in the States. So I think we noticed that, you know, in a lot of the ways that he moves and, and a lot of the blocks and all that. So uh, I'm just really glad that, you know, this goalkeeper, we didn't get him on loan. This guy is actually our player. He's not going to the end of return. the season. So we'd have to renew his contract. He's only through the end of the season. So, but, but he's not under loan with any other right. teams. Right. Okay. No. Yeah. So, no, no, no. so the, the, that's the, the good thing, right? Is that he's yes. not in an Emil Cuello situation where uh, it, it's sad to say, but I think that they're going to go back to their parent club. Uh, I don't think that that they're going to actually stay with us. But yeah, it, I, I think he just in this uh, game, he already deserves to be back with us next season. And uh, yeah, you know, and you know, it doesn't yeah. show the save that he made because we watched him make a save, but it doesn't show in the stats that um, that he had a save. But I, I think he had a save last night. He did. Um, yeah, yeah I, I swear he had like yeah, at least three, possibly yeah, more. That's what I was thinking too. So, so um, yeah. Anyhow. They might just be wrong then. Maybe they, yeah, I don't know what happened there, but he definitely. Um, I'm looking at the stats like, using ESPN. I didn't, oh, wait, I might be on the wrong page. But at any rate, it, he did He did do a great job. We saw him make some saves. And it was pretty yeah, cool. I mean, I mean, Tacoma had four shots on target, so three of them had have been saves from him, right? I mean, they, yeah. they didn't have a post, so right. um, at yeah. least three. And I remember they were pretty good ones too. They weren't just like, oh, he just, Got the ball. It was up in the air. And was it? Yeah, or or maybe we had a defender make a save, but I don't remember defenders making having to make a save last night. I think we had a lot of confidence with in the beginning of the match. He was like almost all the way up at the half line, and it was like I was. I don't know if you guys could hear me screaming. It was like, <laughs> Saldana, get back! They're gonna chip you because they had possession. Like in after five minutes, they were having possession. He was still like way out, and I'm like, oh no, please don't, don't come out that far. I was a little freaked. <laughs> Um, but then, then that kind of, that kind of stopped. He only came out when it was okay to come out, you know, come out that far. Well, I don't know if they gave Dan Casey a credit for a save. I mean, he basically it pretty much used his face to save it. Oh man. Oh. That was, uh, yeah, there was that one. And then there was another one where a shot came in, it hit him right in the gut. Um, 
in the in the second half. So what is our third what is our third goal look like? Let's go to that. We're gonna have to step back for this one. Yeah, this one is this one's on fire, man. This is one of those goals of the month club. And uh, you know, as as this happened, right when I saw, oh wait, it was Luis Felipe that did this. <laughs> I, I right away remembered. I don't know if you remember, Sharon. We we were talking about it at the Meet the Team event, right? That Luis Felipe has that drive, right? To yeah. like, you know, he's not afraid to shoot from afar. He's not afraid to do that. While other players, they're a little bit more cautious, or they they just don't really want to risk it. But this guy yeah. is just like, hey, I'll shoot it from anywhere on the pitch, and let's see if it happens to. <laughs> It's actually good, you know, be a shot at goal. But yeah, he just had the confidence. He saw the goalkeeper out a little bit. Too, yep. And the was cheating. That's great. He did he did what you didn't want Tacoma to do with Saldana, right? Right. Exactly. <laughs> that happened there. Yeah. And look at that. I mean, look how far out he is. He is at least 35, 40. Well, 35, 40. That's, that's 18. So that's 60. 50. Yeah, so he's he's quite a he's quite a ways out there. He's like 40, 40, 49. He's pretty much shooting shooting from the Best Buy over on Arden, more <laughs> That's or less. What she said, "Oh my God, he's at the Best Buy at Arden Arcade." Yeah, Arden Fair Mall. <laughs> that was pretty cool. I thought that was funny. Your meme um, or your statement? I forget if that was a meme or ended up being a statement uh, amongst ourselves. So far as a statement, but uh, I mean, that that particular shot, I mean, it was up there with Roro's uh, halfway mark uh, goal, Dan Dan Casey's attempt in San Diego, how he just (laughs) fired it off and almost got it in there if it wasn't for San Diego's goalkeeper. But uh, this one, you know, this one, of course, connected. So this kind of leapfrogs over uh, Dan Casey's goal attempt in San Diego. Right. Now, the unfortunate news after, you know, this, this is so beautiful and we're all on a high but we had noticed that uh, Luis Felipe picked up a yellow card during the match. And I even nudged my sister and I went, oh, my God, he's got yellow card accumulation because he keeps racking them up. Even though it's almost like he's got a target on his back. He doesn't do anything bad to deserve any yellow cards, no more so than any other player. But for some reason, it's like, oh, it's Luis, Luis Felipe. Let's yellow card him. It's like, no, you got to Just forget the history. Just treat this game like fresh, like you've never seen him before. But apparently all the referees know Luis Felipe. And it's like, oh, yeah, if he does anything, we'll yellow card him. And it's like, no, not our guy. So um, taking a look earlier and, and actually finding out that he had a he has a dozen yellow card uh, yellow cards this season, I guess. And he's the number one. This is the one thing you do not want to be number one in the league for. Well, he is. He's number one in the league for accumulation of yellow cards. Rumor has it he may have to sit two matches, but we don't want to talk about that much because we don't want any of our foes to understand what the ramifications are. We kind of want to sweep this under the rug, but we're going to talk about it anyhow. <laughs> At any rate, so um, so yeah, what an unfortunate like high and then low right after the match, you know, the dude rescues us. He really puts the insurance nail in the coffin, so to speak. And then um, when the match is over, although he's celebrating, he knows, you know, he'll be driving around with his little Frenchie in the car. Who knows? Whatever. Of all the ways for the referees to to give us 12 yellow roses, this is not the way to do it. (laughs) (sighs) So sad. However, you know, at the bright spot, we've we've got Jaime Villarreal is back. Pete Pennon is training with the squad. 
<laughs> Hayden Sargis did a phenomenal job last night, I thought. And I was shocked that he was in the 11 after like being gone since like almost the beginning of August. And then to all of a sudden be in the start and to play the 90 was really sweet to see. So, I mean, we've got tools in the toolkit. Andrew played nails. I told him last night when I saw him in person, I said, you were nails. You know, he played, you know, he was tough as nails and he was smart. I don't know if you guys saw, he was directing. He was directing the match last night. He was talking to guys. He was positioning people that he, he knew what was needed on the squad. And whenever there was a substitution, Andrew was the one that was pointing what changes needed to occur. And he, he went 90 last night. It, it was a good, good, solid match for Andrew, and I'm, I'm proud of him. Yeah, he was getting a lot of mentions uh, by the announcers last night as far as uh, his, his actions, car- carrying out uh, you know, commands, just basically be, being a 90-minute general on, on the pitch there. So that, that was definitely something that uh, uh, the announced team noticed on ESPN+. Plus. So yeah, I, I'm definitely high on that. So, so here's the deal. We have complained all season long. We've not seen some one of our guys step up and take charge of the freaking game. You know, it's almost like, mm-hmm. no, here, we're, you take it. No, you take it. No, no, it's okay. You take it. Oh, we'll just get it to Formella's feet. And then, you know, he'll dribble into pressure and then blah. Um, unless he's, you know, doesn't. But so anyhow, last night was none of that. None of that. Formella knew what he had to do. He he knew he was the spark. Andrew knew what he had to do. He took freaking charge of that game and we knew it. We could feel that somebody took charge last night. And if it wasn't all 11, it was at least Andrew. And when Malik was on, he took charge. You know, the guys, when they stepped on the pitch last night, when Jaime came on, it, you just saw everybody took charge. They all owned what they were supposed to do. And it was a different, it was a different squad last night than we've seen in a while. Absolutely. I mean, that, that is one thing I was so proud of. I mean, not only the crowd noise is coming back, the support, but also the actual leadership. Too many games this uh, this season where I've seen basically a chuckle brother set to me, <laughs> to you, to me, to you. Uh, so, <laughs> Some of the folks that watch uh, UK comedy will probably get that, uh, but uh, but that's seriously, that's what it was. Nobody wanted to take, uh, take uh, leadership and actually get it towards the goal. They would just kind of kick it back backwards. Oh, keep keep it away, keep it away from them. Uh, folks, we're down like at least one goal or two goals. Let's get it into the net instead of the other end. But <laughs> last night was an entirely different situation. I mean, they they knew what they wanted to do. They put forth the order and. I mean, got, I got the job done. I mean, I, I want to see more of that the rest of the season. Yeah. And it's funny because I could see Luis's head nodding because we could see each other on the zoom, uh, on this zoom podcast. And Luis is like trying to get a word in edgewise. <laughs> not letting him. <laughs> <laughs> Luis, we own this. We own this yeah. podcast today. <laughs> oh, <taking over>. <laughs> <laughs> so no, I, I wanted to say, we also forgot to mention something and, uh, people are going to start saying that I, I always have to poke at Patrick. Like I always have to find <laughs> no, something. We, we were not. We know. When he got something. Started. What was it? He got something like, like the, like I think two, three minutes before the game ended, he had one opportunity. The He had all the open net, right? He could have had a, a shot as strong as like Luis Felipe's shot. And it would have been an automatic goal there. But instead, he kicked it really slow. 
if he had just put more more uh, mustard on that kick, I mean, that, that probably would have made it 4-1. I mean, in, in a great way. That would have been two people opening up the accounts uh, in, in this match. But, you know, maybe next time. I mean, maybe Patrick's listening to you and I, Luis, you know, and it's just kind of firing him up. I mean, that, that could be a possibility. So, yeah, pa- Patrick sure just, I mean, uh, I, I don't... <laughs> He gets he gets just a couple of minutes and you know he still doesn't do that. That that would have been his, I think, automatic maybe start to the starting eleven had he scored that, right? He would have been like, look, I scored a goal, and I think he would have shut me down so bad that I couldn't even say, like, why why is he being in the starting eleven, right? But or even the 18. Sorry, my bad. Or even <laughs> yeah, or even there too, right? But at least he would have given some arguments. To say, okay, I could see why you could be in the starting eleven, right? But he just doesn't want to prove me wrong. What's wrong with this guy? Yeah, he come got on. he got close. He got close he got last close. night. Yeah. A little bit, yeah, close. But yeah. it's like, uh, all right, I guess I'm hey. still right. <laughs> and the guys were also following the shot. You know how for a while they were ball watching last night. Guess who was following the shot every single time? Cameron Awasa. Didn't matter who was shooting until, you know, the subs. But, yeah, oh, and the crowd went wild. Every one of the guys that got subbed mm-hmm. out got, like, a, almost a standing ovation. It was incredible mm-hmm. to hear the crowd when Cam came out. It, you you would have thought that, my God, you know, Johnny Cash was raised from the dead and was getting ready to perform. You know, it was that loud. Um, it was it was it was loud. All the guys during the subs got massive, massive massive applause and stomp feet. And you guys probably heard it when these subs were happening, how loud it was, how loud this. Oh, yeah. yeah. We've not had that. We, it, that's why I thought we had a, a ton more people in the stands last night than maybe there were, but still it's amazing. Yeah. What a great, great game to be at. That and also seeing Shannon Gomez back again, that's uh, probably uh, raised the uh, rafters a little bit here too. I think people were, were happy with that. However, when you sub in some, you know, when a system has been working, Duke, Jordan, when that system has been working on the right and the left side, you get a little bit nervous when they make a change. And so oh, yeah. there was a little hesitant. You could tell, you know, it was like, okay, is, are, are we getting a one for one situation sub? So, so you could tell that the crowd was like, oh, oh, Shannon, that's right. We have Shannon. <laughs> Um, and great guy, love him off the pitch. He's just got the biggest heart ever. Um, and we'll see, we'll see how things go going forward. Right. Absolutely. But we'll see what happens there. But I do have to say, I wish that coach would have done the subs earlier. And I always, I always say this, right. But we play on Wednesday and I think it would have been nice after that Luis Felipe goal on the 77th, if he would have just been like, all right, here's some more subs, right. Let, Let me give some of the guys at least, you know, maybe 15 minute rest and, and get, give some more playing time to Shannon, to old man Jaime Villarreal, to uh, <laughs> even Patrick. I, I mean, I, I, I'm going to even say it, even Patrick could have gone some more minutes, but just to rest some of the guys, especially Cameron, right? Because he got subbed in at the 85th and even Derek Formella, because Wednesday is going to be really, really intense and that's why I think these these subs could have come in at a earlier time. Uh, I know when we're winning, it's it's always great, right? You get to uh, just kill some time, but you got to think Wednesday night as well, and not just Wednesday, but also <laughs> think about next Saturday, right? Like you have two intense matches up ahead, and 
you have to give as much rest to the guys as possible. So that that's my thing, but I think that's not changing. I think he's going to keep doing subs later on in the game. Yeah, but uh, yeah, the, another, another thing we're going to have to worry about is going to be this uh, coming, uh, of course, this, this Wednesday and then Saturday, we're going to be short on Luis Felipe be, be given the uh, suspension. But uh, g- given that, I mean, that's, that's going to raise a whole lot of question marks. And speaking of question marks, let's uh, let's uh, dig a little deeper in the USL Unsolved Mysteries. Oh, yeah, let's go. Now, we've seen some of the stats uh, recently, uh, actually just after this past game, that uh, Luis Felipe has unfortunately uh, garnered 12 yellow cards. And it's with this, I believe he is leading the league in yellow cards uh, by at least one. Uh, He actually has the the nearest uh, competing uh, yellow carder is going to be James Musa for Phoenix Rising FC, or as we know him, Ongo Musa. Sorry, Luis. I know you were drinking at the moment, <laughs> but uh, unfortunately, yes, Luis Felipe had acquired his 12th uh, yellow card of the season. But uh, now we're hearing that, uh, unfortunately, he is going to be suspended for two matches. And this is at a time where we could hardly afford any suspensions uh, this late in the season, especially for Luis Felipe. But the question I'm wondering is, why is it now all of a sudden that uh, he's being suspended these two matches? I mean, you would think there would be a threshold maybe earlier on in, in the season. You would think maybe eight or, or 10 or anything like that. And what happens if he garners any more yellow cards? Is it going to be, oh, you've got two more yellow cards. You're getting suspended even more games. I mean, is it going to be something like that? Or what exactly are the guidelines? So when it does come to being suspended for yellow card accumulation? Yeah, that sounds way too excessive. Uh, if anything, he could just be suspended one more game if it's every six yellows, but you can't make it double because he has double yellow cards, right? It just it just doesn't make sense. Like it's like, what are the rules? <laughs> We're always saying, where where's the rule book? We really want to know what the rules and the guidelines say. Is it you know, <laughs> are we going to be able to play at Lady College or? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Right. Well, well, I'm guessing Tampa's uh, response would be uh, the first rule of Yellow Card Club is don't talk about Yellow Card Club. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's like if that's what they count as suspension, if you get a second red card, does that mean you get suspended two games as well? Right? I mean, if we're going by that law of like double double the cards, double the suspension and... Yeah, where are the rule books? We need we need the USL. We need the USL rule book. We gotta find that somewhere. Somebody, please illuminate us. Put it in our. Put it in the link. Put it in uh, sex soccer fans. Drop us a link anywhere. We want to know. Uh, so unsolved mysteries continue. That or if I could somehow get my cousin that lives in Tampa to maybe uh, sneak by the USL office, I'll see if uh, if he's down for that. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, let, let, let's go through their computer and find out, find that file, <laughs> or just wander through an office and say, "Oh my God, there it is!" And then you find out, oh, it's the 2017 rule book, <laughs> or, or even earlier, right? It's like, oh, it's the USL right. Pro rule book. All right. <laughs> well, yeah, that would be funny. It's like, oh, I got a rule book. Oh, 
it's not the right one. Because, you, you know, <laughs> it's funny. If you go into somebody's office that keeps rules and regulations, they literally have, uh, I, I'm a regulator or I was from an agency that was a regulatory body. You'd walk in my office and there were like books of all the statutes from whenever I started until the day, you know, until that day. And so if somebody were to just blindly go in and grab a rule book, they could grab the wrong one. So easy, right? Just because, oh, I found a rule book. Woo! Anyhow, we're not advocating for anybody to go steal something from anybody, but we really, really want a link. We want to know what the guidelines look like. Which I'm going to actually do some more deep research on finding those guidelines because I really want to know what the official criteria of these two teams are tied at the end of the season. Are we looking at goal differential? Are we looking at games played amongst each other? Because that's how it was a couple of years back from what I've heard from people in the USL standings. But being that this year is a little bit different with it not being regular format USL competition. Uh, I'm curious if it's the same way or what is going on with that. So yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to be looking out for that and I hope it's not like a 300 pager <laughs> PDF, but it might very well be if there's a lot going on. So we are definitely going to keep looking at that because two matches is is just not right. I, I just don't think it should be like that. It, I know. It, you know yellow but... cards are circumstantial and not all yellow cards are equal. Yeah. <laughs> we, we do have a pretty nice bench, though, like we were talking about earlier. We do have a, a decent bench. So, um, you know, I, I'm not too fearful, but Luis just brings so much value to the team. You know, I'm. I wasn't hot on him in the very early stages. Like, oh my gosh, who is this? And then he he found his stride pretty quickly and was like, oh my gosh, we love Luis Felipe. He's so incredible. And his little dog too. (laughs) I have to say before the season, I remember we named our player to our player that we thought would be the MVP of the season. And I believe I said Luis Felipe. Uh, I have confidence in this guy because he came from the earthquakes and I'd seen him every now and then, especially when they played against Cruz Azul in a friendly, which I got to see him live. And, you know, he had he had some skill. So, uh, you know, it just and just I think in general, seeing a player that comes from MLS, you know, that they they've gotten more uh, competitive matches in their build. So he was man of the match last night, you know. Oh, yeah. Man of the match. Yeah. So that's the second time he's been man of the match Uh, recently, like. Real recently, he was like game before last or something like that. Yeah, he was, he's been named man of the match, not so. I'm appreciative of that. Let's yeah. see him keep going. We need to have some uh people that are the rest of the squad can kind of look up to and and that the rest of the league can look up to and fear. You know, it's like number one, you fear him because he's going to chop you down, <laughs> yellow card master. But um, yeah. And as a reminder, he's actually our player. He's not loaned out from the Quakes. Right. He's actually ours. The Quakes actually decided not to renew him at the end of last season. So thank you, San Jose Earthquakes. He's all ours. He's all ours. And we'll take the little dog too. (laughs) Um, Just as a side note, as we were looking at at some of the top of the top for USL, just in general in the league, uh, in assist, we got Danny Barrera, an old player of ours, number one in the league with nine assists. So I'm just saying if they want to bring Danny Brera back, I'll take him. 
I, I don't I don't know what Sharon's like, uh, but I think he's found a really good spot for himself in the way that he plays. Um, I, I I think he's very I think he's very comfortable where he's at. Um, I don't. Yeah. So I, I think that's a good spot for him where he's at because he's kind of a Paul Buckle, Graham Smith prodigy. And Paul Buckle has ties to Hartford Athletic. And I think that's a real comfortable spot for him to be and to thrive. So, yeah, I don't, it's interesting because, you know, when you look at players and past management, it's almost like, except for a, a rare few like Cameron Awasa who broke through, we usually don't see players that stay with a club when there's been a lot of management changes. So mm-hmm. oh, because the Graham Smith, Paul Buckle um, relationship with Danny Barrera, I, I kind of doubt that the Todd Dunavant, Mark Briggs side would be, you know, looking to bring him in. You know, if you look at who Todd Dunavant has brought in and who Mark Briggs has brought in totally, like sometimes we don't even understand the, you know, the strategy and the people that have been brought on. But then all of a sudden when they start playing, it's like, oh, that's what Malik Foster can do. Oh, that's what Luis Felipe has brought to us versus Drew Skundrich. You know, um, yeah, it's a big difference. Totally big difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a, a, a lot, a lot of difference there. But yeah, yeah, interesting little note there with, with him being right there and uh even looking at the top goal scorers, and I think this guy's probably going to be heading out to, I wouldn't even be surprised if Europe too, right? Cameron Lancaster with Louisville City. I don't know if you guys have heard of him, but he's been in the top goal scorers for the last couple of years for them. And if Sacramento was looking at getting a forward for next season, I'm just saying, get this guy. This guy has scored a lot of goals. And it's another Cameron too. Imagine a Cameron Cameron duel. Right? Oh my gosh, that'd be fun. <laughs> a, a, a double Cameron. So let's go ahead and take a look at the standings and where we're at. I mean, I think it's never looked as good as it does now for us in particular, right? Because we've actually jumped not one team, but two teams. So looking at our Pacific standings, we see Phoenix rising up top, 59 points, 27 matches played. San Diego Loyal, 43 points, 27 matches played. Those two teams, especially Phoenix, I mean, it's impossible to reach them. But San Diego, it's looking like it's going to be basically impossible to uh, get anywhere near them or at their level where they're at. So we're more looking at third and fourth right now at this moment. So third place, Orange County, who lost against Phoenix yesterday. Thank you, Phoenix. You're keeping them right there in the 30 range. They got 26 games, same as we do, 37 points. In fourth, technically right now, and this is why I think the rule book for the USL was probably based on matches played uh, amongst each other. Los Dos with 32 points, 26 games played. We also have the same, right? 26 games played, 32 points. Goal differential, if that's what they were actually be using, negative four for both of ours. But they do have 45 goals uh, scored versus our 31. But Either way, I, I still think, you know, it's really matches played amongst each other and also uh, it's head to head. Yeah, it's head to head. That's the the next tiebreaker down is head to head. How did L.A. Galaxy versus Sacramento? How did yeah. that go? So they, they they break the next tie by head to head. And also that also Los Dos has one more win than we do as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know what? I think it could also be wins. But we'll have to mm-hmm. go back and see, right, because there's just different things. And so. Right. If that is the case, this is why we need to beat Los Dos in that remaining match that we have against them. And yep. th- th- yes. this, 
remember Sharon, this is why I was uh, so mad in that game, why I was like shouting so much because here's where you could have been fourth already. We could have been fourth right there. You could have had those those. You could have sank them down, but <laughs> we, we just wanted to make things more interesting. And below us, the Oakland Roots, which again, thank you so much, Las Vegas, for tying last minute with 10 men. You made sure that they were not beyond our position. So they are at 31 points, 26 games played. So one point behind us. And then in seventh, you got Tacoma Defiance, uh, 30 points, but 25 matches played. So one match behind us. And this is why I mentioned earlier, you beat them in that last match against them. You make sure that they don't get past you. So that's why we need more, three more points against them. And then you'll finish that uh, series there with them. And not just that, right? But you tie and you also uh, break them in ties. And same goes with Oakland Roots, right? We've tied three times against them. This is the final match. You beat them and now you win the series. If you tie, uh, I have to check what the next thing is. Maybe they look at home and away matches and who did better at home. Uh, I, I have no idea there. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so that, that's the situation with those two. And then with Los Dos, we won one, they won one, we tied one, but Los Dos scored two against us. We scored one against them in that match we played. So they are beating us by one goal if they start looking at that. So <laughs> that, that's where we're at, right? So so we do have that thing where if we beat Oakland, Tacoma, and Los Dos, we're going to beat them in the series. Well, Tacoma, actually, we already beat them in the series. I'll backtrack on that. But Oakland and Los Dos, you beat them, and now you're going to be winning the series. So you tie in points, you're going to have that advantage over them. So this is why we always mention you got to beat those, not just because they're around you, but in the event of a tiebreaker, yep. you win. Yep. So on that note, next game is Wednesday. It is in Oakland. And then the following match after that, we go to San Diego. These are must-win situations. Um, unless weird numerical things happen to other people down the road. But I remember somebody saying we have to win at least three of the remaining matches to be still in the hunt. Luis, is that correct? I think so, right? If you win three out of the six, right, there's six games remaining. We start doing the math here. Here's where it gets a little uh, tricky, right? So if you win three, you get nine points out of those. Uh, You add to the 32 that we have now, you would be at 41 I think if you're past the 40 mark, you're in a pretty safe zone, is what Ambul and Tom will say. So I think 41 points does put you at at least fourth place, because again, that is nine. uh, That's winning half of what you have remaining. And also we have to consider that some of these teams are going to be playing against each other, right? So they're going to be bumping heads. So like Oakland is playing Tacoma still, right? So one of them is going to sink the other. And Either so, that or a tie. It's almost like you kind of only want them to do ties, and mm-hmm. then we do wins. So, so Jared, how you doing? Um, getting some uh, text messages, so I'm gonna have to head out here in the next uh, one or two minutes. <laughs> hey, so what are your final words for us today? What are your final words? What are your final thoughts? Keep building on this energy. I mean, we've had a great success last night, great home support, something I have not seen in quite quite a while this season. Let's keep it up. It's going to suck that we're not going to have Luis Felipe these next two matches, but with the bench as deep as we have, I just have the utmost confidence that that we can get it done. And 
with either Ra Rafi or Carlos Saldana. I, I truly believe in our uh, goalkeeping uh, crew. So let's get it done. Let's get these next matches won, especially that our final match against Oakland for, for the regular season. Let's get it done. Right on, Jared. Right. And I expect some good memes. I'll uh, certainly see. I'm sure some of the food out here in Oklahoma City will, will help uh, stir the creative juices. Enjoy. Absolutely. Especially the, the squids. That, that was a good one. Good one. We need to eat some more squid on the 17th of October. <laughs> well, I, I know my niece knows some good uh, ramen places uh, here in Oklahoma, especially up in Edmond. So who knows? Maybe if I find some squid, you know, I'll get some pictures of that. Yeah. And, and like I also said, and add some carrots and we got to get them straight out of the roots and also make sure that you have your loyalty card because you got to get those points. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and you got to make sure that you're eating outdoors so you can see the stars, right? We could see the galaxy. Ooh, we got to eat that galaxy. Yeah. We got to eat it all. Yep. But all, all, the, all the meanwhile, we got to make sure that our waistlines are not rising. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. It, it's on fire, right? That was You're, fire. Yeah, not bad. Those are, these are verbal memes. I like them all. Good. Oh, oh great. Well, all Jared, right. th thank you, Jared, for giving us some of your time, especially in OKC and here's for the best right here's hoping but thank you for for those great words of encouragement that any player hears those i mean that's motivation right there absolutely uh once again I'll, we'll see you on wednesday make, make sure that you come out to oakland for the match we're going to need as much support as we can and of course i'll be watching on espn plus so let's make it a good one so one last thing that i, I wanted to say with this upcoming match against oakland is that and I was doing the math here, Sharon, as well. Uh, we get the win against Oakland, right? Three points. That puts us, uh, of course, uh, four points above them, right? Because we would be getting 35 points. They'd be stuck at 31. Well, guess who plays Oakland after we play against them? None other than Phoenix Rising. Yeah, but they have nothing to lose. So they could be playing their B squad, you know, because at this point they've clinched and they've even won the league or the conference they've, they've already won everything that they need to win. And they're already at the sta status that they need. And so they could start playing all their subs. So that's the danger of, of winning and going up against that group. They don't need to win so they can play a different game, so to speak. So that's the only downside of, of Phoenix is they can be jerks uh, while they rest their players <laughs> and give other players a time on the pitch just to, you know, just to do that. So it's kind of a little scary um, looking at that, but Phoenix does have a pretty dang good bench. What we've seen, um, they would be playing for pride essentially at this point. There is something actually that they would be playing for. And, and, and this might not be one that might be as uh, uh, so much thought out about, what, right? Um, what's that? That is actually home field advantage in the USL Cup final because oh. they are actually head to head against the Tampa Bay Rowdies who at one point oh, less than they right, do. Right. So yeah. right now they have home field advantage, right? As it stands. Yeah. Um, yeah. And actually not just that, right? But the Rowdies have one less game than they do. They might okay. be beyond them. Okay. So, so, so they're making yeah. a push for that. 
Right. Yeah. I, I've forgotten about home field advantage and that's a critical, a critical factor because we learned that when Phoenix has home field advantage, they like to bend the rules in their favor. Um, so, <laughs> so yeah. Okay. So way to bring up the positive with respect to um, Oakland roots and Phoenix, because yeah, no, I, I, I appreciate you bringing up that fact. Thank you so much. Yeah, and not only that, right, but they also play against Orange County in the next match. And Orange County is also in a crunch, right? I mean, if it might be kind of hard to believe because Orange County, like I said, they have 37 points. We're at 32, Roots 31, Los Dos 32. But who's to say the Orange County could even be out of the playoffs, right? They start losing yeah. two or three games and then they, before you know it, right. oh, they're out. <laughs> Yeah, no. So they they're looking at a hustle as well. Yep. So it, it's it's going to be really interesting. I mean, this uh, just these last couple of games, six games remaining, eighteen points in play. It, it could be anyone's game for third and fourth place. Good, good point. So it, well, it'll be I'm really hoping it's us. I'm hoping we're either third or fourth. I don't care if we're third. It's uh oh no. I, I'm trying to think if I want to be. Th- I think I want to be third. I think I think I'd rather be third because the two and three play and the one and four play, right? Uh, so if we're in fourth place, because we're playing against right the teams from Western Conference Mountain. Oh, uh, if you're right. in fourth, you're more than likely playing against El Paso, right? They basically have first place. They, oh, I mean, oh, oh. they're right. in a pretty good spot. We get oh, there. Yeah. We play Matt Mahoney's Colorado Springs Switchbacks. Oh, but then you know what? We would not have home field advantage because they're already in the 40s and we'd have to work awful hard to get in the 40 in the 40 point range. So they probably had a home field, they would have home field advantage. But if you look at <laughs> further down in the Western Conference Mountain, uh San Antonio and New Mexico are in there and they're both they could flip-flop positions. You know, is there any chance that or a San Antonio flip-flopping with Colorado Springs? Because wouldn't it be just rewards to go at San Antonio and finally say, oh, you know, we made a mistake against you. We really meant to win. And so here's how we're going to do it. So, I mean, that oh. would be kind of fun. I would love to slap them again. Uh, yeah. Way. Yeah. Meet them again and then just tear it up. They but, could very well. I mean, the, 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 yeah. they have one less game than Colorado does. And right yeah. now they are, they're four points behind. They're actually playing as we speak right now. They're tied zero, zero. Okay. But they, they have 40 points, right? Uh, they, they they win. They're just going to be one point behind Colorado. So huh. you never know. That, that would so be, be so rewarding if they did. So as we move forward in our upcoming podcast, let's make sure that we have always a couple of minutes to start looking at the other conferences, you know, the Western Mountain Conference um, during this whole thing. Luis, this is very, very interesting. And I think everybody should be paying attention to see who who we would who we would be up against moving forward if we did make the playoffs or when we do make the playoffs. Sorry, Mark Briggs. We will make those playoffs because what you put on the field yesterday, the team felt a little bit more motivated. So keep it going. Yeah. And we're in a good position right now. Like I said, of course, we're hoping that we give it our all. We get a good result in Oakland, but thinking worst case scenario, right. That we end up losing that game. Well, we'll still just have Oakland, uh, just three points away from us too, right? Uh, of course, they would be winning the series. So that's that's the situation there, right? Is that they, they do get above us. They're just three points away, but they've now won 
the overall series against us if they get the win. And so if they get a tie, again, I don't know what the rules would be on that, what they would look at and whatnot, but we need to make sure that some points are gained. And uh, But like you said, as is mentioned, nine points is the the, I wouldn't say ideal, but the minimum amount that we need to get, right? Win three games out of your next uh, uh, six matches that are remaining. And I think you're in a pretty good spot in terms of at least getting that fourth spot if you get the 41 points, because the other teams would have to also do the same or actually would have to do more, right? Win four out of six. So, yeah. And also, of course, out of those nine points, it's really important that you get them against Los Dos, against the Roots, and against Tacoma. If you get those three, right, and those three matches that we play against them, if we get those three and we lose against San Diego, against Phoenix Rising, and another time right against San Diego, right, because there's two more games against them, you're still good because you knocked down the other guys, you were at a better spot. And, and so I think if you do that, you qualify to the playoffs. That's my guess. And and so well, uh, obviously, yeah. if we just win, we'll be in the playoffs. <laughs> so I mean, breaking Dallas down is like just we just need to win. Sorry. We just need to beat the teams that are ahead of us right now. And yeah, so there yeah. you go. But so, nine okay, points so is played, magic number though. Yeah. Okay. So uh, Oakland Roots and then San Diego, and then they come home to us on a Wednesday, the 13th. Um, that'll be a fun match to, for everybody to come out to Wednesday night matches are always a little light, uh, with respect to attendance. So I think it's really important for everybody to plan ahead and clear your table for that Wednesday night match and really get out there. And, um, you know, just on a side note, uh, last night was a little tough food wise. It was hard to get food because there were very few vendors and everybody was slammed. So, um, it, it, I'm hopeful that, you know, going, you know, in the, in the future that we can have a, a one or two extra vendors. Cause it was, it was a little rough. My sister tried to get food and I tried to get food and it was like, Oh, I'll just settle for a bag of popcorn. Cause I can just walk up and get that. So um, that the story that some of the fans have mentioned where they've uh, spent the whole second half waiting for their food um, is kind of a little issue. So uh, plan ahead, folks. Uh, make sure you use the mobile online ordering. And then one more thing to remember, if you're listening to this, that clear bag policy at Sac Republic is a real deal. And they really mean it. And they don't want to cause you any harm. And they don't want to have anybody getting in their face about all that. But do it. You know, just look at the match day. Know before you go. It says clear bag policy. And it's it's pretty it's pretty simple to follow. Really simple to follow. Um, and then they also allow small uh, women, you know, like uh, men and women carry a small clutch uh, and there's a size that you can have. And it's perfect size for, you know, having a driver's license and money and keys. So look at the look at the no before you go and uh, and, you know, adhere to the clear bag policy. The people who work for the Republic are regular human beings and they don't need to be, don't get in their faces for anything. You know, you can give a positive suggestion behind the scenes if you need something to be different. But I I just wanted to give a shout to the folks who work there and, you know, and just honor the hard work that's being done by many of them behind the scenes. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's for our safety. That's number one reason, right? Like, it's easier on them to make sure that they check everyone that 
they don't have to, you know, dig through someone's bag and and delay everybody and, to get in. Yeah. You get in so much quicker. The line goes so much quicker when you have the clear bag. It's been proven. I mean, they do it in all, all the other stadiums now. Every stadium has a clear bag policy, a clear bag rule, which mm-hmm. kind of cuts down on us bringing our garbage in our kitchen sink to the games. You know, it's kind of like just take what you need. You can, you know, you can buy some French fries when you get in. So it's not like you know you need to bring a million different things in your in your clear bag. We're cool, you know. So. Do also allow a sealed water bottle, which I got to say, yes. I always take one, uh, put it yeah. in the freezer. And as you're on the way to the game, it'll like, you know, be, be perfect for drinking. It's going to be really cold. And especially for any match that is during the hot day, which we're not going to have as many of those fortunately anymore, but just in the future, or even if you just want to take just a water bottle and you don't want to buy one, if you take one, but it's got to be sealed. All great. You just save yourself five bucks. Yeah, yeah. So there is that there as well. But I have to say, last week when I went, uh, when I passed through the parking lot, they actually gave me a uh, no before you go. I think a little just you know page or yeah flyer thing where which actually had the clear back policy. So shout out to the team for doing that and for making sure that people are prepped for that because I'm sure they had to go through the trouble of printing all those out, giving them to the. parking lot attendance there and making yeah. sure that everyone got one so everyone right. is but clear not and... everybody parks in the parking lot there a lot of them park across the street and walk as you can see you know people flock the you know <laughs> cro- cro- trying to cross exposition boulevard those like people crossing the freeways sometimes but anyhow um yeah so so yeah we just wanted to do a real quick shout out and then i wanted to return to a quote earlier that i had made um about that song don't bogart that joint (laughs) that song was actually made famous by easy rider back in the 60s um uh, it was a motorcycle movie with dennis hopper peter fonda and um they made that song famous because it really wasn't famous at the time it was uh, sung by initially a, a band uh called the fraternity of man and um it included former members of mothers of invention guitarist elliot ingber um Anyhow, and so I just wanted to clear that up. It wasn't Willie Nelson, although it would be something Willie Nelson would have done, but it it wasn't. And then it was made famous by Easy Rider, which is a iconic movie of the '60s. You know, of, of guys on motorcycles. You know, the big um, ha- uh, high handlebars. You know, mm-hmm. the yeah. So anyhow, clearing <laughs> that up. That's where that song came from. Great. Well, uh, one final reminder, as as we always like to remind anyone who is not following us yet on our social medias, please give us a follow. Find us at State Republic 12 on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Also, uh, be on the lookout for our town halls, which we apologize last week. We just couldn't make it work out. I was out at a concert and we, we couldn't go live on Friday, but we are going to be going live uh, sometime in the future too. We'll have to kind of figure out when we do our next show if it's going to be till the following home game or if we do one for this upcoming uh away game at san diego on friday just be on the lookout on on socials and we'll let everyone know if that will be going on or not uh but we might be doing one this week sharon i don't know how your schedule is like but being that we do have that oakland roots game well we'll, we'll figure it out but Either way, you'll you'll have another podcast uh, in which we'll be talking about this uh, Wednesday's game. 
Uh, probably going to be posted sometime Thursday night. So you guys could check it out before Saturday's game. And I have to say thank you so much to everyone who's been listening to our show. Uh, I noticed just an increase in listeners, just incredible over these past two weeks. And so we really appreciate that. And for all of those who are new to the show, we do have podcast stickers that we like to give out at games for free. So if you are at an upcoming home game and want to get yourself one or even a couple of our famous podcast stickers, let us know. We'll have them. If you see us, just shout at us and say, hey, where's my podcast sticker? And <laughs> we'll give you a sticker. And I do have a surprise here for our team members as well. So be on the lookout. We'll mention it at a future home game, but you might notice them a little bit more in the crowds with this surprise that I have for them that they have no idea what it is, but <laughs> oh, they're going to be more I, noticeable. I bet, <laughs> I bet I know what it is, but I'm not going to say because I kind of know what it is. <laughs> However, I do want to say one last thing before you sign off, Luis. Tomorrow, October 4th, is Luis's birthday. He's headed to the Dirty 30s. And uh, congratulations on making it through your 20s. Happy birthday. Not going to sing, but right on. Go knock it out of the park. I hope you have you know, a splendid day tomorrow on your birthday. And uh, we just have to keep the Libra season rolling and getting some more wins, you know, and hopefully the, the game this Wednesday and then on Saturday, we'll continue these celebrations. Yesterday, the win was on Heather Sims' birthday. And yay, Heather, you got a win on your birthday. <laughs> it was like, and she listens to our podcast. She's one of our, our loyal listeners, Jessica Link. Uh, love having the fact that you listen, Mike McAnich. You know, you guys are awesome fans. Tina, it's just given a shout out to everybody that I know who listens to it. My sister now is a subscriber. So it's, it's really, really sweet to hear uh, people listening and then coming to us. But if you have ideas or if you want something, or even want to be a guest on the podcast and speak your mind, let us know. Luis is really cool about figuring a way to get other people into the podcast as guests yackers you know if you've got some ideas and things to talk about right Luis it's not just the live that you can be on the pod is that correct yeah that, that's correct you can also be on the podcast show which for this upcoming game uh, I know I'm not going I think Sharon you're might might not be going either to Oakland, oh no but... oh no I'm, I don't think I don't I don't think I'm gonna go so okay so Gr- anyone Chrissy's who's... going Daniel oh. ja- yeah Daniel Tyree's gonna go Chrissy's going um the walkers are considering it. Um, McAnich's are trying to get to it. There are people that are going to be there. I think Heather might be there. So oh, we'd love to have them on the pod. It would be great. Right, Luis? Yes, please, please. If anyone is going, uh, whoever is going, we'd love to have you on. We're going to be recording it Thursday night. We usually record at like 8 p.m. And so yep. if you can be on, that would be really great. I'm really curious how, how it is now, right, to actually have a game <laughs> at Laney College. <laughs> Do they still have the Blues Clues field? Uh, how does that look like in person? <laughs> yeah, send us photos. Post your photos on Sack Soccer, uh, you know, our, 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 any one of our walls. Post the photos and then we can bring them up um, and look at them while we're, while we're recording. We can have some fun. Yeah, but thank you for the birthday shout out. It's, it's really great. I mean, yesterday's win is already like an early birthday present for me. So I'll take that as a, as a birthday from... <laughs> the Sac Republic, but I hope this Wednesday they're like, all right, let's give you a good post birthday present. Give me that win. And I'll be extremely happy going into Saturday's game and not just that, but going into 
the game on the 13th on Wednesday, which I'll actually be going to that one. And also on the game on the 30th, which is our last home game. So please give me a reason to celebrate this October. Um, but let, let's let's get those wins in these next three games. And, and we'll be at a really good point where we can actually say, all right, great. We're going to close the season out in, in a good way. So, yay. Awesome. All right, Luis. Well, thanks, uh, Sharon. Thank you for joining us here. Thanks to Jared, who had to hop off there. Uh, we really appreciate him uh, taking time out of his uh, little mini vacation there to join us. And again, thank you so much to all the listeners and to everyone who always supports our podcast. Right. We could not do a podcast as often as we do without your support. So, we really appreciate it. And We'll see you next Thursday, always here on State of the Republic podcast. Have a great night, everyone. Good night. And thanks, Luis, for always being back. Uh, possibly because of accumulation that he's actually going to be suspended for, or at least not being in any matches for two ever. So I'm just going to go a mile a minute here, unfortunately. Uh, also, uh, Jared, since you weren't on the last one, as you now know, if anything slips up and you're like, oh, I didn't mean to say that. Well, don't worry, because we have the new beeping sound. Now we're getting fancy. We're getting fancy. So years ago, <laughs> my ex-husband would say things to his guys when they would do a wimpy kick like that. Hit it with a bigger p- <laughs> <laughs> But it's like, okay, that was a phrase that was used 20 years ago. Okay, all right. I don't think it's appropriate anymore, but still, use a bigger p- when you go to hit that one. <laughs> Yeah, it's so not appropriate.